Hello and welcome to Douche Nation. Uh, that's a that's a little hint at my guest this evening. Uh, welcome to the weekly recap. Uh, this is as I misquoted last week. Uh, this is episode one fifty six, not last week's. Last week's was one fifty five. Uh, so. As we get into the higher numbers, I'm probably going to get more and more confused by that. But sitting here across the FaceTime from me, we have the one, the only Mike, the Pittsburgh beer douche. Mike, how you doing? Nick. Hey, thanks for having me, man. It's a pleasure. Uh, Pencil me in for episode 169, too. Nice. Yeah. We always always, joked that we were going to do big things every time 69 came up. So... The uh, oh crap! I can't even remember what the first, like the actual episode sixty nine was. I think we did like a oh, shoot. We did some sort of like tasting. I can't remember. <laughs> I'm gonna have to go back and listen to it, and you need to start planning for you know three months from now or so. Episode <laughs> sixty nine. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we're we're creeping up on it. Um, I'm trying to be more consistent with the content train here. Um, a- again. This week was a little rough, so I apologize that I haven't gotten last week's episode up as of this recording, but I will have it up shortly, either today or tomorrow. Um, We are recording this. Today is October 18th, right? Yes, it is, yes. It's my dad's birthday. What's that? It's my dad's birthday today. Well, happy birthday to the dad douche. Daddy douche. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, that's awesome. How, How old's your pops? He is 62 years young. All right. uh, Actually, I had lunch with him today. We went to Mike's Beer Bar. (laughs) As one does. Right. Daddy Touche likes beer, too. Hey. Surprisingly. That's that's fantastic news. Does he he get real into, like, the crafty stuff, or is he more of, like, a regular beer drinker? He really likes the crafty stuff. I mean, he's not, like, into it like we are, like my sister even is. But we, me and my sister are always giving him beer, and he, so he lives in Altoona, so there's not quite as much uh, out that way, but sure, he, he's a proud Altoona Curve season ticket holder, and he pretty much exclusively drinks New Trail and Log Yard there. That's like the craft beer they have at that stadium, so that's what he drinks out there. So he, he definitely loves craft beer. Hey, nothing wrong with that. I've had some decent new trail beers. I've had some not. I've had some that I don't enjoy. Uh, if I'm being real honest, the breweries and pre, breweries and PA group will definitely roast me for that. But uh, yeah, I, <laughs> I got out of that group a while ago. But uh, <laughs> the guys that run the, you know, I haven't met them, but everyone seems to love them. But their group kind of just gets out of hand. But, yeah, you know, I, I can kind of agree with that. Yeah, I, I've met Matt and Chad. Uh, very cool guys. Uh, they actually did that uh, Philly invades Pittsburgh event at Spoonwood like a couple years back. Okay, and that was a whole story in and of itself. So if you ever find time to to listen to old episodes, listen to the Philly invades Pittsburgh episode. Um, I want to say that was earlier on. So I'm going to guess maybe like episode 35 or 37 or something like that. Okay, um, but. Yeah, there was a wild uh, tired hands story thrown in there. Uh, oh God, so. I can't imagine. Uh, yeah, as soon as after I listen to sixty nine, I will go back and find that one too. So, <laughs> if I'm even close with the number on that, then I get a prize. I'm going to give myself a prize, and it's yeah, probably going to be another. I'll get a keychain in the mail too. Yeah. <laughs> so, 
Well, before we go any further, yeah, I'm just, I'm just turning this around on you. I'm the host now. Oh, okay. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> what, are you, what are you drinking? Ah, so I have uh, one of my favorite annual releases from Dancing Gnome that's not uh, an anniversary beer uh, because the anniversary beers are just absolutely insane. Uh, this is the Caligula, the Dancing Gnome and Alberta's uh, collaboration. So Alberta's just recently celebrated five years as a food truck in Pittsburgh. And so they brewed this collab. I think the first time they did it was two years ago. And they've been re-releasing it. And it's a phenomenal dipper. You know, it's a juicy, it's a, it's a very dancing gnome beer, obviously the, the orange haze. Um, but I, I, I really enjoy this, this beer. Um, what, uh, what's in your glass? Uh, I'm also enjoying a dancing gnome offering tonight. Uh, fest beer. Oh, killer. Killer fest beer. German style lager, 4.5%. It's, yeah, it's a yearly favorite. Um, got a four pack of this when I went and got the anniversary releases a couple weeks ago. So I thought it was a nice, uh, easy drinker to do this uh, recording. Um, yeah. I mean, it's, it's, dancing, it, it's dancing now. So it's. It really it's is dancing. the season for fest beers, too. And I think that's really like. Uh, it's a very true to style um, fest beer. I think it's malty in the right places. It's still crisp though. It's not going to weigh you down like some of the other like heavier German beers, right? Mm-hmm. And I'm I'm a big fan of this time of year just because everybody's doing it. And like we went to Four Points and ran into your sister. I heard, yeah. Uh, on Sunday, and uh, so Sarah was drinking a nice uh, Merzen. Apparently is how you actually pronounce that. Yeah, that's what I've heard <laughs> recently. I got, I got a. Yeah. Anyways, go on. We'll talk more about the that pronunciation, but yeah, no, we'll we'll here. we'll definitely get into that. But yeah, she had the 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 Mertzen and uh, I mean it's just a great beer. Like it's a good like have a couple of them, hang out, get loud, get stupid. You know. So I enjoy all of the Oktoberfest style beers. So everything from. Marzins to Fest beers to Vienna lagers to whatever else, you know, like I, I just Kolsch's are, I, I know we had this conversation the last time you were on, I think, right. Were we talking we about did, that? Yeah. Um, we talked about Kolsch for a little bit. Oh yeah. Yeah. I, 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 at the time I think I was uh, putting my own foot in my mouth a little bit there. Cause I've definitely mm-hmm. come around to enjoying the Kolsch. Yeah. Or at least the American style Kolsch, right. Sure. Um, German Kolsch is definitely a different animal. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, I guess, I don't know. Um, I know Jen and I spent a lot of time talking about the, uh, Pittsburgh craft beer week, right. Mm-hmm. On the last episode that you haven't heard yet, but yeah. the, uh, the general outlook was that it was very well put together and a lot of people really had a lot of fun with it. And, I think um, one of my favorite events that I got to was the Allegheny six pack on Sunday mm-hmm. um, just because it was very like block party feel to it. And I heard you went to a blocks party. I did. I, uh, I made a brief appearance at the blocks Toberfest at old thunder and blow and ox. Uh, it was absolutely insane. How many people they had there. It was a Wednesday night. You know, um, but they had 
she's uh, beers from seven breweries represented, I think. So they obviously they had their own. They released their own Martzen that night, which it was fantastic. Um, but then Dancing Gnome was there with, I believe they had Okta and the Fest beer. Stick City had a nice ball Pilsner there. Brew Gentlemen had their Oktoberfest. Oh, who else was there? Missing Mountain, I think, was there. Is that there in like Cuyahoga Falls? Is that the right? Yes. Yeah, they were in from Ohio. Um, I guess they they did a collab with Old Thunder too, right? Yeah, I'm not sure if that was out yet for that event, Um, but I could only really drink so many beers um, there, anyways. (laughs) Yeah, it sounded like it was a bit. um, I I don't know. Popular, (laughs) I guess, is the way to say it. It took a long time to get beers, which it wasn't a, you know any fault of theirs. They were very well staffed. They had like seven people behind the bar absolutely running their asses off. But yeah, it took a while to get a beer. So I was instructed when I got there from someone that I saw that I know to uh, get to whenever you're able to get up there. So I did, and I got the uh, Old Thunder Martson and then the, the Stick City beer. Funny thing that happened while I was there. It's weird to get recognized by people in public. You know, you talk about this all the time. Yes. But I was wearing, uh, you know, my stick city hat that I really like. And I, I don't post too many pictures of myself on the Instagram, but it seems like every time I do, I'm wearing this hat. <laughs> I don't know why. Like I wore it to beers, the Berg. I wore it to something else. Oh, I wore it when I was in the wing eating competition at Butler brew works <laughs> spring. So, yeah, that one seems a bit fitting, though, wearing it in Butler. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, that makes that made that made sense. Um, Anyway, so I'm just sitting there. I somehow magically was able to grab a table while the other people that I was with were in line for beer. I actually went with Jen's husband, picked him up and uh, met up with Yuse and Bruce there. And then one of Ben's coworkers was also there. Great gal. Um, They were all in line. So Adrian and Mr. Brutiful were hanging out with you. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's quite a crew. (laughs) It was their lucky night. (laughs) All in the best way possible. I didn't mean that in any sort of like negative way. I I mean, I I love those guys. It didn't come off that way. No. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Anyway, so I'm just, I was standing outside, like, you know, you know, old Thunder has like their outdoor seating. I was like, basically leaning up against their brew house, like just waiting for them while they were in line and a table like magically opened up and I was just like looking around, like, is no one going to go grab that table? There's like literally 150 people out here and no one did. So I just like casually walked over and sat down. So I was sitting there by myself, like concerned that someone was going to give me shit for sitting by myself you know, and I would, I would have to get into an altercation with somebody. <laughs> but anyways, while I was sitting there, um, this surfer looking dude comes over and he's like, Hey, are you uh, like the Pittsburgh, the beer douche? And I was like, um, yeah, I guess. <laughs> and he was like, Oh, my name is, sorry. I don't remember his name. I don't know. If, I don't know if he listens to the pod, but long story short, it was the head brewer of stick city. Oh, no way. Yeah. Oh, his like, name is, oh. I'm pretty sure his name is Nick, actually. Probably. I mean, it's probably Nick or Adam or Andy <laughs> or Andrew, you know, like yeah. they all are. Matt, uh, Mike. Yeah. Matt. <laughs> yeah. 
one of those names. <laughs> and then he like specifically referenced the wing eating competition at Butler Brewworks. He was like, yeah, I saw that post when you were at the wing eating competition. And I was like, what are you talking about? <laughs> That's so random. That's wild. Um, but I've been telling all my friends and that that happened and, you know, my six friends and my mom and dad, you know, they're very proud. Yeah. Did uh, they get t-shirts made? Mom of the douche. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> dad of the douche. Yes. <laughs> birthday boy of the uh, birthday boy, dad of the douche. <laughs> yes. I was wearing that proudly. At Mike's beer bar this afternoon. Mike's beer bar. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. That's it. It's crazy to me because like, I don't know. Did I feel like I may have told this on a recent episode, but we were sitting at dancing gnome and it's me and my wife and like one other person at the bar. And we're just BSing with the bartenders and the other guys sitting there talking to them. And I got up to go order food and the guy leans over to Sarah and goes, does your husband do a podcast? (laughs) And so it was like that, that same kind of moment where you're like, I don't really want, I don't know that I've ever been recognized for, like good things. It's always like, Oh yeah, you're that asshole that spilled beer all over that person or, you know, like that kind of thing. And so it's, it's weird whenever like you're in public and you're, I mean, you obviously I do this to, to get myself out there, right? Like expose something. Um, yeah, well that came off weird too. I'm not, Um, yeah, no, I'm not, I'm not exposing anything inappropriate here, <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's, it's just, it's funny when people approach you about it, like, cause I may not be the most outgoing person, but I also do like the, uh, the spotlight a little bit. Sure. So it's, it's funny Obviously. to hear those kinds of stories. Yeah. Right. I think that my opinions are valid and I think that some of them matter and yeah, you have some good ones. Every once in a while, uh, yeah. for the most part, <laughs> but so, so the, the, the blocks Toberfest, I heard, yeah, I heard it was just an absolute insanity of a time. Like we were trying to get out there and, and like the stars just didn't align that day. I was doing work on the roof and yeah. it went way longer than I expected. And so Sarah and I missed that event, but we did hit a few other ones throughout the week. So yeah, I was, well, I'm not, well, I'm not done. Talking. Oh, that's right. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, you had more. You had more to that story because you I guys. Had to, I had more to say. Yeah. So we got there, and Ben realized how crazy it was. So Jen, hello, beautiful friend of the pod. Yes, yes, longtime friend of the pod. You heard her on episode one fifty-five. Yes, if you're listening yeah. to these chronologically, as you should. <laughs> um, Thanks for your opinion there. <laughs> yeah. So. We got there and she had to work a little later, so she wasn't going to be able to meet us until like 7.30. And we, me and Ben got there around, I don't know, 6.15, 6.30. So he was just like, Jen, this is insane. Like, you know, the beers are great. We're happy. It's going so well for Old Thunder, but let's go to Inner Groove. They're doing a their pumpkin release yep. party and they had live music that night and few other things going on. Food truck just rolled up, I think was there or something. So we figured they were going to be busy also because Verona supports the hell out of them. And people also come from all over to go to that center groove. Cause it's a fantastic place. So he like checked in with somebody they knew was there and was like, what's it like there? And they were like, it's, it's really busy, but 
you know, it's manageable to get a beer. So it wasn't quite as insane as Old Thunder. Not an hour long wait for beer. (laughs) No, yeah. (laughs) It wasn't quite that long, but it was long. Yeah. God, I can't imagine how much money they made that night. Good for them. Yeah, no, I'm pumped. They're they're one of the newest breweries in Pittsburgh, and they're absolutely crushing it. Like, it's just that... Like the building itself is beautiful. the The area is coming up. I think personally. I mean, I've always been a big fan of Blonox. Like even growing up, like uh, the pianos and stuff is the music store right on Main Street there, right on uh, Freeport Road there. Okay. And um, that 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 was like the store that I went to growing up. You know, for guitars, amps, all that, like everything to do with band equipment. Um, so I love those guys. And we used to play at Moondogs all the time, like when we nice. were first starting out. And Moondogs is like a, a Pittsburgh legend. Like they've been on diners, drive-ins and dives and like, it's crazy. Really? Um, yeah. It's actually the Starlight Lounge is the restaurant, but the uh, it, it's connected to Moondogs. Like Moondog is the guy that does the cooking at Starlight Lounge. So, but yeah, Blonox always holds a special heart, a special place in my heart. And to see them flourish and actually like kick ass at what they're doing is just awesome. But anyway, so you were at Inner yeah. Groove. Yeah, or, or, yeah. So we so we decided to go to Inner Groove. Jen's meeting us there, and who else met us there? But none other than Alex Adams, <laughs> the Next other day. half of the weekly recap. Well, yeah, or, the other half of the weekly recap. Not for now. No. As of right now, he is in retirement. But uh, yeah, that was the first time I had ever met him, and you know, it, it did not disappoint. He is a, a delightful young man. You know, he's exactly what I expected. Great guy. So yeah, we had a couple beers there. I ran into some random, like fueled by hops people that I'd never met before, and that was fun. Nice. I had the collaboration beer there, the Pale Ale, the four seven six. Is that what it is? Yes. Yeah, four seven six Appalachian Pale Ale. Yeah, the collab with what. It's the brewery Ash somewhere in Asheville, right? Uh, it's actually the Asheville Brewers Guild. Oh, that's uh-huh. the Asheville Brewers Guild. Okay. Yeah, I'm not so sure which breweries are a part of that, but I'm assuming it's like some of the majors. But yeah. that uh, the whole reason why the collab exists is because they were doing their craft beer week the same week. Gotcha. And 476 is the amount of mileage between Pittsburgh and Asheville. So yeah, I remember you saying that on a previous podcast. But I thought it was a really d- damn good beer. Like, uh, it was an outstanding pale ale. I wish I would have like got a four pack of it from somewhere. I don't know if you can still anywhere. I think I saw it on tap. I saw it on tap yesterday, actually, at um, Mindful Brewing. Oh, okay. So, uh, they released their She Knows beer yes. yesterday. But yeah. By there. But we can talk about that in a little bit. Sure. Just to finish off the... Uh, you know, Pittsburgh Three Rivers Craft Beer Week. Uh, yeah, I mean, Inner Groove was also had a very good night that night. You know, they say to never meet your heroes, but I met my hero, Alex, and, you know, I wasn't disappointed. We didn't hang out for that long. I hope we can again someday, but <laughs> happy to have met him. Yeah, you sent me the, you sent me a Snapchat, I think, when you guys were at Old Thunder, or not a Snapchat, it was just a picture, but. Yeah, just an old tiny text message, just a picture of us. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what are we in our thirties? <laughs> we are, unfortunately. True. True. Um, I gotta say, sometimes I feel really young for my age, mm-hmm. and then sometimes mm-hmm. I feel exactly my age. 
Yeah. And then sometimes I feel really old for my age. Um, today is one of those days where I'm feeling old. Uh, I, I had a little bit too much to drink last night mm. after a very stressful Steelers game. Mm. <laughs> and I had to work early this morning and I did one of those pop a couple Advil before you go to bed, pop a couple more when you wake up type of thing. Mm. <laughs> and so that was, uh, yeah, that was my fun Sunday. Did it, work? it did actually. I, I was very much alive by like 9am. So, Good. uh, yeah, I, I, it's few and far between that a hangover really knocks me on my ass, but mm-hmm. Monday morning, that alarm goes off at seven and you have to be at work at eight. It's, uh, it's not the best. <laughs> yeah, that can be rough for sure. Considering that game wasn't over until almost 1230 or. Yeah. 12. After midnight for sure. So. And you, uh, so you went to four points before, before the game and. Yeah. So uh, wild story, actually, I had to work uh, Sunday. So I worked till four and there was a bit of a situation that had developed while we were working and I didn't actually leave work till around 10 to five. Okay. And so the plan was, cause I had beers that I ordered at dancing gnome to pick up. So the plan was for me to pick up Sarah, go to dancing gnome, grab our beers, have a draft, hang out with the guys for a minute and then head over to four points because four points did the most brilliant advertising I've ever seen. And they were o- open until kickoff. Yeah. Normally they're closed at six on Sundays, right? Mm-hmm. So they're like, Hey, People are going to be partying. People are going to be parking on the north side and walking over the game. We're going to stay open at least until kickoff, right? Sure. So I was like, okay, well, this will work out perfectly. We'll go to Dancing Gnome. We'll pick up our beers. We'll roll over to Four Points, have another beer before the game, You know, get home, eat some dinner, sober up, watch the game, that kind of thing. So we did go to Dancing Gnome first, and that's where I picked up the Caligula, which I'm still enjoying right now. Um and then we went to Four Points and ran into your sister and had a lovely time drinking and carrying on and having brilliant ideas. Uh, okay. So my wife had gotten a phone call earlier in the day from her mom. And her mom has a flip phone, so phone calls are normal. Sure. Uh, so she doesn't like text. And... So she got a phone call from her mom and her mom's like, Hey, we're cleaning up some of your grandfather's old stuff. And I found this, uh, cookbook from what, what she could tell it was from like 1924. Oh, wow. And at the back of this cookbook is a recipe for beer. No way. Yeah. And so immediately we're sitting there talking about this and your sister and, uh, Molly, right? Yeah, I'm sorry. I'm terrible with names. So, yeah, your sister and Molly roll up. We're talking to them. And I'm like, how cool would it be to brew this beer? And then I was like, wait a minute. There's a brewery that does dead styles of beer literally 10 minutes from my house. Yes, there is. So I texted Scottro immediately. (laughs) And I was like, Scott, it's Nick from the Weekly Recap. What do you guys think? or, or, Or can you put in a word with Lauren... And, and see if this would be something that you guys would be interested in doing a weekly recap collab. Uh, so this is me like putting it out in the ether, hoping that this goes somewhere. 
but yeah. I don't, I've never, I haven't seen the recipe. I know nothing about the recipe whatsoever, but I was like, how cool would it be if like, we found this like super old recipe in a cookbook in Warren PA and actually brewed the beer. So hopefully this is something that actually like takes off and would be super cool to do because Necromancer is known for reviving dead beer recipes. Right. Yeah. So, um, that would be amazing. Yeah, I, I, I like I'm sitting here like thinking about how awesome it would be. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but the the more I thought about it, the more it actually like I feel like it could be a really cool like throwback because it's it's apparently like this original like falling apart cookbook that they found in her grandpa uh, her grandfather's house. So. Yeah, that's incredible. Yeah, and I mean, yeah, if anyone could do it, it would be necromancer i mean no i mean obviously i don't want to i don't want to brew like a boring like you know uh yeah what if it's what if what if it's just what if it's like uh kolsch you hate kolsch (laughs) historically i do hate kolsch uh that is true but i think if i'm going to put my name on something i'm going to need to like experience it so uh i would say that if it's if it if the planets align and this actually happens, which again, this is all speculation. I haven't talked to anybody at Necromancer other than Scott Joe. I texted and well, I mean, what more do you need? Right. I mean, if, if anybody can, can say, get that, get, I'm sorry. If anybody can get shit done, it's, it's Scott. Yeah. <laughs> um, I feel like that's the, the right in to get in with Necromancer. Now, I mean, I've, I've talked to Lauren in passing. I know Mikey pretty well. Yeah. Um, so I'm not to say not to say that I don't know anybody else, but I don't know them by like their phone numbers. So that's the only reason right. why I reached out to Scott. Uh, so again, this might be nothing, but it might be something really cool, and I'm kind of excited about it. So hopefully, we'll see what we get. Yeah, I mean, you should be excited about that. That could be really awesome. Yeah, I'd, I'll be interested to hear like what type of style of beer it is, or and what. So you don't really know anything about it no i'm honestly like flying totally blind like again sarah's mom's phone doesn't have a camera on it like that that's how bad it is like she she won't let us buy her an iphone or anything like that like she's just Uh, she's just fully immersed in the flip phone-ness and so like she didn't send us a picture of it she has it um i guess she's bringing it back to p or to pittsburgh because they were like they live up in warren which is about two and a half hours from here Okay. And so it's one of those things that like we're all in suspense like trying to figure it's out what, what it's going to be. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Like this is going to be a wild ride from start to finish and I, I hope to be able to tell the story and uh, it, you know have people experience this. <laughs> so <laughs> I can't believe the beer moms didn't tell me about this. So yeah, I don't know. I mean, they had been kind of, it seemed like they were partying pretty hard, ready for the Steeler game, you know? So I don't know if it was maybe sure. just something that slipped their mind, but. Could have been. They're, I mean, you think we're old. They're really old. You know, they're moms. So, and they didn't get home till like 2 a.m. Oh, man. That's a, that's a long night for moms. <laughs> it is. I don't know how they got through their day today. It probably wasn't easy. <laughs> Well, uh, speaking of Necromancer, though, you were there recently, right? And I've been yeah, there recently yeah. um, because I live literally 10 minutes from there. Um, 
really cool stuff going on with that brewery. Uh, I think um, the Brave Noise thing I want to bring up specifically just because it is a collaboration that is very important. And I know that it's not getting the absolute, uh, like it's not getting the attention it deserves. I think with, <laughs> with everything that's going on in the industry, with everything that this beer represents. Yeah. I think that that definitely needs to be something that we talk about every week from now on, just period and add infinite, just all of it. So brave noise is a collaboration that uh, was put forth by rat magnet. Um, the, uh, she brews at notch brewing in new England somewhere. Um, right. not a hundred percent sure which state it's in. I'm pretty sure it's Massachusetts, but I'm not going to quote, don't quote me on that. Um, so they're, uh, it, it's basically a purveyor for, uh, diversity, equality and include and inclusion. Um, that's right. like, this is all stuff that needs to be talked about all the time. Again, this is something that I really feel like we should be every brewery in the United States should be brewing this beer and saying that they're standing with brave noise and that they are creating a code of conduct that needs to be followed within the industry because this is an absolute disgusting thing that's going on. Um, I don't know. And I, I mean, maybe I'm outside of this one to the point where I maybe shouldn't bring it up all that much, but I don't know if you've been following along with the McKellar uh, beer festival that's going on in Copenhagen. Um, no, I, I mean, I saw some shit was going down, but I didn't really, um, look into that specific incident. Yeah. So basically McKellar is one of the worst offenders of this, uh, the sexual harassment in the workplace, uh, you know, uh, degrading women or, you know, passing women on promotions who definitely deserve the job for people who are inferior to them. Like it's just, there's, there's been several cases that have not been addressed by McKellar. Right. And, um, so what happened this past week was the uh, McKellar or yeah, the McKellar beer conference in Copenhagen. So MBCC, I think is what it's called. Uh, I'm not hundred percent sure. I know the acronym is right, but I don't know exactly what all of them mean. Anyway, the, the point is a lot of breweries that were tied to this are either pulling out or having to come forward and make statements on why they're still going. And this has been a huge, like it's just been burning through all the big names that are going to this thing. And a lot of people are getting a lot of cut, like flack from just even showing up to this thing. And one, one of the things that I was reading was that there are some breweries that are sending, uh, people to actually have discussions about the workplace, the, 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 the workplace environment, what you're, what you're experiencing at work at a brewery. And Mm -hmm. so I guess, uh, Mikkel, who is the owner of McKellar made a statement a couple of days ago, and I thought it was real, like just slap in the face to the whole conversation. Like he posted uh, on the McKellar beer page, And the post was just a font that said, we are sorry, period. Mm -hmm. And that was the whole post, basically. Like they had written out a little bit of a blurb underneath in the comments or in the the caption that said, you know, we want to know, we want to hear from you in a public forum. Like we want you to comment on this post. We want you to DM us 
and tell us what we can do to fix this problem and all this other stuff. Rather than actually addressing anything, they, mm-hmm. they kind of made a joke out of it. And like, to me, that's like, I don't, uh, it's just, it, it's so infuriating to see somebody who really does have influence in the world of beer, right? Who can, right. who can handle something so poorly and then not really like make up for it. They're, they're actually being worse about it. Now, again, uh, so as of this recording, they did release a statement. Mikel himself did release a statement on his personal Instagram page stating that they, they, you know, that they messed up. He's backtracking. He, you know, he wants to make sure that he's doing things right. He wants to make sure that the code of conduct is in place and it's being upheld and all this other things, which is good. Again, these are the conversations we need to be having, and that's why Brave Noise exists, right? Absolutely, yeah. Absolutely, we should be talking about this. I know I am a cis white male. I have no dog in this fight. I've never felt any sort of discrimination or any sort of uncomfortableness in my life. But if I can at least talk about this, make somebody else go and look up the Instagram account, follow somebody new, figure out talk to somebody, sit at the bar and maybe don't, you know, don't wait for the male bartender to walk down, talk to the female bartender. Cause she knows more than you. She really does. She knows beer. And she beer, yeah, that's, sure. that's what it comes down to. Um, this again, this is something that I don't necessarily want to stand on a soapbox and talk about because again, I am not being affected by this. I, I feel like I am, I'm feeling this and I want to be a part of the solution and not a part of the problem. To have things really change, I mean, the cis white males need to address it and they need, you know, you know, we need to say that, you know, everything that's happened is unbelievably wrong and we need to lift the women in beer up and talk about, you know, how they know just as much as men do and they can brew beer just as well as men can. I mean, going back to Necromancer some of the best beer in the city right now it's it's probably it's probably my it might be my favorite brewery currently i mean it, we've talked i talk about this all the time we talk about this all the time like how well i talk about this with like you know beer friends that uh, my top five in pittsburgh is always changing but <laughs> just because we have we're like blessed with so many incredible breweries but Necromancer is right there right now with the consistency and quality of the beer and all the crazy styles they're putting out there and not crazy as in we're going to throw a bunch of fucking weird shit into our beer. Right. You know, they're resurrecting these styles that haven't been brewed in forever and they're crushing every single one of them. Honestly, I'm going to butcher the name of this one, but the Grodski or the Grodishki. Mm-hmm. Um, smoked, the smoked. Um, yeah. The, the smoked like English bitter wheat beer. I, I don't, I don't even, I can't even like describe it to you other than the fact that it's a smoked beer. And like, I, I, so the way I would say it is they're making some of the most exciting beer in Pittsburgh. For sure. Um, just because their, their list is so bizarre. Like mm. every time you go, there's something on the list that you've never had before, or at least a style that you maybe aren't comfortable with or don't know enough about that you need to try. Like uh, Sarah is one of those that doesn't really reach outside of 
the comfort zone when it comes to like weird flavors in beer. But she sat down and she read that description of the uh, Bones Desire, I think is what it's called. And she was like, yeah, I need to try that. And so Mikey overheard her talking about it. And he's like, let me give you a sample. And, And so she got a sample of it. And I'm like, so she took a sip of the sample, handed it to me. I tried it. I was like, that's not enough to get a good idea of what it is. Like, no. I, just, I, I don't get it. So send me over a draft. Like, let's get a, you know, let's yes. get a, a whole draft and we'll just figure it out. And they're, they're doing stuff like that all the time. And that's awesome. Right. Like the, uh, the Brave Noise beer specifically, they use, um, what is it? Uh, Mosaic and Sabro hops. Mm-hmm. And I don't know that I've ever seen that combination. Um, other than maybe I would say maybe like Shubro is the only one that I can think of that uses Sabro like on a regular basis mm-hmm. and it works. Like I, it just, it does. It, it has that like, so Sabro to me is like coconut, like everything, everything I think about when I think Sabro hops is coconut and to balance it with something like mosaic, which has that like super dank and like green taste to it. It just like melded perfectly, I thought. So I, that's probably more beer knowledge than I've that I've put out into the podcast realm in than in the past like six months. But that's what I got with this beer. So for the brave noise, is that the same beer that anyone that's taking part in that is putting out, or did so? Is I, it that pale ale, like a hazy pale ale? Yeah, I, I think that it is like a base recipe and you can kind of play with it if you will you know what i mean so like i've seen a couple of other posts especially because like i i follow brave noise because well it was it was interesting to me and and the the beer itself was interesting the 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 whole concept behind it is something that i i feel passionately about because my wife is a big beer drinker and i hate to see people ask me over her who has a better palate than i do because i was a smoker for 20 years and i was you know the, the just down the list and so the uh from what i've seen it's a base recipe that you can play around with so if you don't have those hops or you want to use a different hop or something like that like add whatever you want take away whatever you want it's just a it's more about the conversation around the beer than it is the beer itself i think type of thing um and i don't know if i'm saying that right or not because honestly uh I have not reached out to Brave Noise to get them on the podcast or anything like that. So, sure, um, I'm sure they'll listen to this and they'll be calling you. But um, <laughs> that's what I hope for. But and they also have to put on the can like the uh, I noticed at Necromancer you have to put on like a QR code with your code of contact. Excuse me, code of conduct on there. Yes, yes, and I think that's a very important conversation to have too because as a small business. I don't want well, so I mean, not me personally, but I mean, as small businesses are in operation, there are things that are overlooked to get going, right? And having an HR presence or having, you know, somebody to be able to talk to about something that you're uncomfortable with at work is, is not necessarily high on the list. And it should be. I mean, it should be high on the list everywhere. I <laughs> honestly, at my, at my job, I don't feel like we really have that, which would be surprising. I'm not going to talk about what I do, but um, I don't feel like that exists in my job, and it's a fairly big place. So, I mean, it makes... I understand why 
there's not a formal HR person at every brewery. However, there needs to be something in place where people can feel comfortable talking about issues like this because, pardon my language, but women shouldn't be dealing with fucking bullshit like many of these women were that, you know, sent in their stories to Rat Magnet and... We're talking, we're talking hundreds of like, all, I'm, I'm going to say we're in the thousands now of stories about yeah, fucked I mean, up shit that's going on. They still seem to be coming in frequently. I've, I follow her and she does, she doesn't, doesn't seem to be sharing them as much. I think she may have kind of changed like her process as far as like, she used to just like, you know, throw up the screenshots in her Instagram story. Yeah. I mean, you still see that at some, sometimes, but not all the time. So I don't know. If, which is probably good for her, honestly. Like that's that's a lot of mental weight to carry around is knowing all this sure. stuff. For sure. But there's also an uh, an Instagram account that you can follow that is specifically there for these types of DMs, okay. and it's the embolden. Uh, I, I forget exactly the what. It, uh, I'm just gonna look it up. Hold on. Uh, <laughs> yeah, so just look it up. we got time. It's uh, embolden act advanced is the. Instagram handle. Uh, but the, basically what they're doing is sharing the stories that rat magnet was getting right. So they have a, they're, they're they have a uh, process in place to get these out to anybody who wants to follow their stories have been absolutely like the grossest, most disgusting things that you can read. And yeah, it absolutely needs to be, like needs to be out there. Like, they, and they have a, a ton of highlights for regions. They have a ton of highlights for um, specific breweries. There's just a ton of information out there. And I, and this is the way that things have to go. You have to, you have to burn it down and start over because it's not working, right? Like the way that it was is, is not working. So we need to have these tough conversations. We need to, you know, um, Whenever the pandemic was in full swing, uh, we got to sit down with uh, Katie at Dancing Gnome in uh, uh, like person to person experience, right? And I I had never really thought about like the judgment that is placed on these people, and we had a great conversation. I, I this was one that I went into very excited about because it's my favorite brewery in the city, and. I'm getting to sit down with their brewer and, and really talk like, like actual beer and like, and, and just listening and, and understanding what she went through to get into the industry and, mm-hmm. and stuff like that. Like it, it's super important to just have these conversations as an even keel. Like you're not moving with any judgment. You're not, you're not sitting there thinking like, Oh, this is a, this is the assistant brewer because it's a, a woman or, you know, like that, like it just, it, it, it's disgusting to even think that way. Like, we are so far beyond these stupid stereotypes and these stupid like uh male oriented jokes and like yeah uh, all I, like I just don't understand how in 2021 you can still treat people like garbage regardless of what it is everybody's struggling we've been through an entire year and a half of a unprecedented medical catastrophe, right? Mm-hmm. And how are you going to be out here being an asshole? That's like, just that's the whole sentence. I'm sorry. That's all I can say. How are you still being an asshole in the public? Like, 
everybody should be equal. Everybody should be taken the same way. Everybody should be, their opinion should matter. Their, their points, their knowledge absolutely needs to be something that you listen to, you understand, you grow from, period. Sorry, I, I just got heated about that for a minute. No, I mean, I'm in complete agreement with you. It's just crazy how I feel like we've come a long way as a society, but at the same time, we're still so far behind. Like, I don't, I don't know why we're still having problems like this and, and other things in 2021. Like, just don't be like, I don't understand why people still have prejudice, prejudices like they do. Like, I, I don't get it. Right. Doesn't make sense to me. I mean, we sh- everyone should treat everyone the same. I I truly believe, and this is going to sound wild and and completely off topic, but I truly believe we need a global event that unifies the human race against an alien force who is coming down. And Bill Pullman is president, and Will Smith is a fighter pilot, and. <laughs> Sorry, I'm not trying to make light of this, but I, I am yeah. I am saying that like at some point you have to stand next to your fellow human, your fellow person, and and understand that the all the shit that you went through, I guarantee the person standing across from you has probably been through more shit. No doubt about it. You know? Sometimes you don't have it so tough. Sometimes it's really tough. And again, I, I I come from a place of not really having many struggles. Now, I mean, I've been broke. I've been, uh, you know, basically almost homeless. Like, but I've never not, like, I, I, I've never been in the struggle to the point where I knew that there was no light at the end of the tunnel. This is something that absolutely needs to end, right? Like, the, the, at this point, we should be making strides at better beer or, or better processes or less waste or no, but now we're focusing on something that is such a basic human right that needs to be corrected first. Meanwhile, like I just think about these like major corporations, right? Everybody's going green. Everybody's going to be carbon neutral by 2040 or whatever, you know, that, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Breweries don't have to worry about that. Breweries don't have to think about that right now. All breweries have to do is make sure that everybody is treated equally and not treated like shit and not sexually harassed at work. And like, this is basic stuff guys, right? You need to not be an asshole again. Don't be an asshole. Should be as simple as that. But uh, <laughs> All know, right. so- it's not, it's not that simple for some people for whatever reason. It's really not. But it should be. It's really not. And that's the, that's the worst part about it. Um, yeah. Anyway. So, to take a very long walk for a short point, the Brave Noise event at Necromancer during Craft Beer Week was a blast. Uh, they had a DJ. They had some some kick-ass tunes. They had a, a really fun time. Um, not a ton of people there, to be honest. Uh, apparently, everybody went to Hop Farm that night, and that place was nuts. Uh, I did not go because I'm old and I went to bed early. But, because old. <laughs> uh, but yeah, n- nothing but great things to say about Necromancer and the, the bringing the vibe of equality and bringing the vibe of just championing the celebration of beer for beer's sake is super cool. I don't know how else to say that. Let's uh, let's shift gears a little bit here, and I want to um, kind of bring the mood up here because I, I I feel like I was kind of being 
a little bit aggressive here for a while with the don't be an asshole thing. Um, again, don't be an asshole, but let's don't start. be an asshole. They wanted to hear Nick talking about <laughs> you being an asshole for 25 minutes on the next podcast. <laughs> I feel like this happens like once every three or four episodes. I just get on these rants. <laughs> well, if you want, if, if, People don't want to hear Nick go on these rants. Stop being a fucking asshole. Right? I just want everybody to love each other. That's yes. really what it comes down to. As uh, So there's a couple other things that I want to kind of touch on as we're going through here. Um, I know that uh, as you're breaking in a, a great glass, that anniversary glass is awesome. Um, the Dancing Gnome fifth year anniversary with the hand is... It's beautiful. I mean, they do hands for everyone, right? Which is... Perfect. Um, this one I really am uh, enjoying. Uh, so I guess what else has been going on in the, in the world of the douche? Uh, any, anything, I mean, I know you said you were at Necromancer recently. Mm-hmm. Uh, any other beer spots, any, anything new or like haven't been to before and worth checking out or. Uh, I mean, I haven't been anywhere that I haven't been to before recently um because i do a good job of going to all the pittsburgh breweries there it is i like that style uh but as you alluded to i did stop by the dancing gnome fifth anniversary celebration a couple weeks ago actually i was hanging out with pittsburgh beer dad hey shout out to jesse shout out jesse uh we actually met up at four points on the north side which you know Go figure. Four points. Bridge City Brinery was there. Was a nice little set. Those guys. I do want to talk about them just for a minute. I know that's all we ever. I I know that seems like that's all I ever talk about. (laughs) Is Bridge City Brinery? Uh, They're probably going to have a restraining order against me soon. That's fine. (laughs) I so I went to, or I saw somebody. They shared a story of someone with their pickles last week. And I was able to buy a jar of their pickles from their truck one time. And then ever since then, I've been like asking every week, do you guys, do you have, do you guys have more pickles? You guys have more pickles? You guys have more pickles? And I was like, no, we don't. We have too much other shit going on. We didn't have time to can pickles, jar pickles, whatever the fuck they do. (laughs) So I see someone share that they had their pickles last week. So I immediately messaged them and say, guys, where did they get these pickles from? And they said, Penn Mac in the strip district. And uh, I was like, great. I'm going to go on my lunch break tomorrow because I work downtown sometimes. And uh, I'm going to go get a jar of pickles. So I did. This was last Tuesday, I believe. And I got a bone to pick with them because these jars are impossible to open. I don't know (laughs) what they did to tighten them. (laughs) I was like pulling out that jar of pickles like um you know every day like multiple times a day to like try to open the jar and i never could wait now now how do you how do you do you have like a trick to opening jars no i so nothing not really but they kept on giving me tips they're like okay run under hot water i was like okay i did that didn't work they did they said something about Tapping a knife up against it or something. I was just about to say, did you tap the butter knife around the edges? I did. Maybe I didn't do it correctly. 
still wasn't able to get it open. So the main place that I've gotten to know these guys was there at Hitchhiker in Mount Lebanon pretty much every Sunday. And so am I. <laughs> so they weren't there yesterday, actually. But I was like, I'm going to take this down and have the bartenders try to open it. <laughs> and then I changed my mind. But then I was sitting there and I was talking to them and I was like, guys, I can't open this door. Pickles, like, I don't know what to do. And they were like, hey, another one bartender was like, we'll go back. I live right down this. I live really close to there. So she was like, go back home and get them and we'll try to open it. <laughs> so I brought it down. There was another guy that was like standing there. He was like, did you try running under hot water? And I was like, yeah. They ended up running under hot water. And they must have hotter water than I do. I don't know. <laughs> uh, so she, right open. She, well, no, she's, I mean, she struggled. She couldn't open it. And then finally we were like, Tony, the other bartender, we're like, Tony, you try to open it. And he's like this little skinny Italian guy. <laughs> he opens it right up pretty much. <laughs> oh man. The story of the pickle. That's insane to me. Cause like, I've always seen like the, the tap, the knife on the side of the, the lid. Right. And I also, um, you know, like the, the little mats that like your grandma would have in the cabinet, mm-hmm. right. Where, so that the s- dishes wouldn't slide around for sure. Those are great for gripping lids like that too. Cause I know the, I know the bottle or the can, or I'm sorry, the jar that you're talking about. And yeah. it's basically just like a Vlasic pickle jar, right? Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, it's like a Mason jar, basically what they put their pickles in. Yeah. Right. But it's not real thick, like a regular Mason jar lid. It's like a thinner, like, mm-hmm. yeah, but I always use those. Right. And you, you get a good grip on it and you just right open, you know? Uh, so that's, that's my little trick, but how yeah, many people I, have those like rubber mats laying around? No, I definitely don't. I think this is just a conspiracy that, the bridge city brinery boys are going to be coming out with like branded jar opening devices yes. probably in 2022. You know what works really well in, in place of a, um, that the rubber mat mm-hmm. mouse pad. Really? Yeah. Cause the mouse pads have like the rubber on the one side and then they have the cloth on the other. Use the okay. rubber side and just go at it. You know, gotcha. <clears throat> that might be the way to go, but Either way, uh, how were the pickles? Good. You know, we talked about this yesterday at Hitchhiker, and we all agree that we like more of like a crisp pickle, and these are like a little soggy, just how they make them. But they're still a really good flavor. You know, it's a great pickle. No, wait, do they do like bread and butter, or do they do dill, or? These ones are dill. They also, I previously bought like this like hot, Dill pickle from them. Those were pretty good, I thought, flavor-wise, for sure. Once you get over the consistency of that specific pickle, I mean, it's just, like, different than what you buy in the store, basically, but it's still good. Yeah. Um, I got to say, so for the Allegheny six-pack event, they were at Grist House, and they were doing a brunch (laughs) menu. Mm -hmm. Okay. Uh, The chicken and biscuits was incredible. They call it sea biscuit, like the letter C biscuit. Yeah. Unreal. Like I got to say like the, the, the Graceland is a great sandwich. Okay. Yeah. Phenomenal. These biscuits 
were like if a stoner and a 12 year old were shopping for a road trip. Like it was sweet. It was savory. It was crispy. It was buttery and spicy, like all of it, just everything all together, you know? And I, I literally devoured like half of the, plate and Sarah was like can I try some and I was like no get away from me I need it all get away uh, from my sea <laughs> it's like you ordered the wrong thing bitch uh, <laughs> no I'm just kidding I, Jeez. She, I would say that to her I would say that to her face number one number two okay. obviously I mean it in a joking manner okay. uh, if you're offended by that you can see yourself out fair enough all right. All right, this interview is over. <laughs> Sorry, Mike, come back, please. No, I, I meant no offense. <laughs> um, but yeah, I asked them if they were going to do any of their brunch items at Hitchhiker in the future, because like I said, they're usually there every Sunday. They might be about ready to wrap it up for the season. And they did say they this Sunday they should have at least the sea biscuit there. So I am going to be like pacing around waiting for their truck to pull in on Sunday at noon. <laughs> You're going to be in there in your apartment with your binoculars. Like, yes. are they there yet? Where are they? <laughs> no, I will definitely be messaging them and being like, what time exactly are you going to be getting there today? 1146. All right. I need one of those sea biscuits. <laughs> that is uh, an understatement. It's it's going to be your lifeblood from now on. Your your blood is just going to turn into chicken biscuits after eating Perfect. it. Like that I, I like we're sitting there after I got done eating and we're sitting at Grist House at the bar watching the Steelers because that was like the one o'clock game when they played Denver. <laughs> and right. I was like, Do I get another order? And I mean it's a lot of food, don't get me wrong. Like it was plenty of food, but I'm sitting there like I need more of this. Give me all of it. It's that good. Yeah, it was that Ron Swanson, you know. Uh, I need all of the eggs and bacon that you have. That was how good this stuff was. Hold on. I need all of the eggs and bacon. Let me make sure you understand this. I need all of the sea biscuits that you have. <laughs> I fear what you may have heard is I need a lot of <laughs> sea biscuits. What I actually said was I need all of the sea biscuits. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Uh, no, whatever they're doing with that food truck is incredible. Their, their bread is, um, amazing. The flavors, right. Yeah. The flavors are incredible. That's why I was kind of bummed to hear that the pickles are soggy because I too like a very crisp, you know, crunch to a pickle, you know, don't get me wrong. I still like the pickles very much, just not the ideal consistency and they're not going to change it. No, because I don't give a fuck. They just do what they want. Right. Truck around and find out. Right. Exactly. <laughs> and they're great. Joe and Mark will we'll shout them out by name. Yes. Joe and Mark. No, they're wonderful they're people. Phenomenal. They're fucking phenomenal. Yes. People. They're, they're lovely. And, uh, I gotta say every time we see them now, I'm like, Oh, Hey guys. And they're like, Hi, you know, like this, it's just a big production. Like we, like the friends of the craft beer industry are wonderful people. And I got to say, um, bridge city brinery couldn't be nicer. They are, they're some of the most, uh, genuine and generous people in the industry. Um, and they're like the newest, which is just crazy to me. I hope they don't get like broken down and like beaten down and become assholes. Don't be an asshole. Right. 
Don't be an asshole, Mark and Joe. <laughs> Not that they ever would. I honestly think that they are some of the most like likable people in the food truck industry. And I know a lot of very likable food truck owners because yeah. we go to these places so frequently, like Luke from Blue Sparrow. Love you, Luke. Um, not to not to like put you in the uh, like the second place here, but the food everywhere is just incredible, and it's so competitive. And I and I mean that in the most like it's still a community type of way because yeah. all of these food trucks are like almost selling out every night, unless you're like a bigger food truck, like Blue Sparrow, like like Pittsburgh Sandwich Society, like these types of the guys that are established are really established for a reason. And the guys that are starting out are just as prolific at what they do. And like, you have to, you have to have that niche. Right. And I think that their, their blend of like Asian and American fare is really what gives bridge city brinery. their like kick assness. Mm. Um, their kimchi is insane. The, uh, the bulgogi beef is unmatched. The Nashville hot chicken that they use on the Graceland is unreal. I still oh, think it needs. Good. I still think it needs a little bit more heat just for me, but that's that's me. That's my personal opinion. It, and they do like a vegan menu, right? They have their their vegetarian stuff, and like it's just they're they're really catering to everybody. We talked about this last time. I accidentally ordered it once, and that was great. So also, I don't know if you follow me on Instagram. I've posted a couple times that they have made me the douche, which is basically. Not everything they have on their truck, but a lot of the different shit they have on their truck over fries. If somebody orders the douche and posts it on Instagram and tags me, I will. I'll give them a four pack of beer. Hey, all right. For either my personal stash or I'll go get them something like. Or order one in their name at a brewery that they can go pick up. Yeah. I feel like that's something that's lost. Like. You can put anybody. So here's so here's the catch. It can't be like you or like the Brutifuls or Dad or the Mom. It's got to be somebody random. Right, right. I get you. Um, yeah. So we'll do a giveaway. We'll do a, a a four pack of beer between the douche and the weekly recap for anybody who orders the douche off of Bridge City Brinery. How about that? Yes. We'll put it on. We'll put it on record on the podcast. I'll I'll curate a little post. We'll put it up. Uh, next week whenever i post this episode for the weekend perfect um, and so they are um i don't know what their schedule is this week but i'm sure that they're going to be out and about so if you listen to this episode and you go to bridge city brinery and order the douche show us a picture of it full and empty because you have to eat the whole thing yeah clean plates only kids right we're gonna we're gonna do this clean on the honor system but yeah Put that in your story on Instagram or put that in your post on Instagram or whatever. Tag both the weekly recap and the Pittsburgh beer douche, PGH beer douche, as it were. Um, spelled just like it sounds. And uh, we'll, uh, we'll send you out a four-pack of beer. We'll, we'll put something together, um, whether it's bottles, cans, uh, old stuff in the fridge that we're trying to get rid of, or Iron City pounders or whatever. I don't know. We'll figure it out. You're going to get something special from the beer douche and the weekly recap. Because we love Bridge City Brinery. Yes, we do. <laughs> love you guys. All right. So um, I guess as we're kind of winding down this episode here, we're getting to the end. We're, we, we've covered a lot. Um, any other points that you want to make? Anything that you haven't said that, that needs to be said? Anything that you wanted to talk about this episode that we haven't talked about? 
Um, I mean, I think what we should talk about is November 6th, Spirit, Drink the Cookie Table. Thank you. Thank you for bringing that up. I, I definitely was going to make a run at that at the end. But this festival is gaining ground in every turn, right? Uh, we got our tickets way back in February of last year, I think, um, for the Fueled Fest 412 that was supposed to be happening in March. Mm-hmm. And then the world shut down, so that didn't happen. Uh, but Ryan, being the ever uh, devoted to the craft beer, honestly put together a crazy lineup of great beer from across the U.S., Everything from Massachusetts, Richmond, uh, out to there, there's a couple coming from like Ohio. Like, I don't know. I, there's this list is insane. There's 20 something breweries and they're all bringing fantastic list. Yeah. Yeah. They're all bringing their a game to this. And there's a, there's a bunch of kick-ass collabs going on with people in the city, candy makers, bakeries. Um, this is going to be one of those, like, Pittsburgh events that's going to be just so much fun. Um, yes. I will be there for the early session because I'm an old and I like to get my drinking in before five o'clock. But the event is two sessions. Session one is sold out. Sorry, guys. You yeah, missed out. it. You can't come party with me. Uh, session two, low ticket stock. Get them now. They're not expensive. Ticket warning. I got to be honest. For for a beer fest of this magnitude, with this kind of repertoire, uh, fifty five bucks ain't bad. And it's fueled by hops, so you know it's going to be a good time. It's going to be family. Uh, f- uh, just, taster. Yeah. Scotro is going to be DJing. I didn't know that until the other day. No way. Scotro. That's DJ amazing. Scotro. Yeah. Yeah. First time. Last a time. Necromancer fame. <laughs> Long time. First time, right? Uh, yeah, he's, yeah uh, like I feel like this is going to be more of a party than a beer fest. And I feel like it's going to be like you're hanging out with your friends, right? This is a fueled by hops event. <clears throat> if you're not in the Facebook group, I understand if you're not on Facebook, cool, whatever, no big deal. But this group is just evolved around good vibes only, right? Like this is exactly what the group stands for there. You're hugging people via the beer that you're drinking is, is how I kind of want to put that there. Yeah. This event's going to be super kick-ass. I hope that it sells out completely 100%. Um, I right. think it will. I mean, I don't know how many tickets are left for the second session, but I know several people that are planning on buying tickets. So it's going to be sold out. It might be sure. sold out before this podcast goes up, but anyway, yeah. Good chance. I mean, you got you got breweries like The Answer, uh, Aslan is coming, Prototype. Uh, even the I mean, uh, the locals have showed up big for this one. Uh, you got you got four points. You got Arboretum. You got uh, Acrospire. I think four one two breweries definitely going to be there. Um, there's there's a couple of collabs Mondays. that they're doing. Mondays. That's right. Mondays is doing a collab with who? Sarah's Candies. That's so, right. Okay. I was going to say, I knew, I knew Sarah's Candies was one of the collabs. Oakmont Bakery is going to be collabing with Intergroove, I think. That would make sense. Um, the, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I, yeah. There's a uh, tattered flag from the east side of the state. Um, you know, four score. four score is going to be there. Four score is 
killing the uh, uh, the smoothie sour game right now. And so all I want to do is make sure that I try every single one of these collab beers and then go back and try all the regular brewery beers. So I might be dead by four o'clock on Saturday, but at least I died doing what I loved. <laughs> Damn right. <laughs> I guess uh, other than the cookie table being drank, any other events coming up, anything else that you're looking forward to in the craft beer realm? I got to say, I found my bottle of the plague from last year. So I'm going to bring it up right now. Um, as of this recording, tomorrow is Tuesday. Wednesday, Strange Roots is releasing the plague 2021. So <clears throat> I might crack this bottle tonight or tomorrow, but either way, I'm getting the plague on Wednesday and I'll probably have the plague on Thursday and, you know, till I'm dead. But uh, the plague is a big release for, for strange roots. It is a dark ale. And this one was with uh, red raspberries, blackberries and blueberries, and it's barrel aged and it's blended. So it's Solera style. So they take old vintages and they blend them with the new brews. And so it's, it's like this, you can get a vertical of it all the way back to, I think 2015 is the release this year. So they have bottles from each year that you can buy. So it's a kick-ass beer, number one, but it's, it's a kick-ass event that they do every year for strangers. Anything that, uh, anything that's on the radar for you as far as beer releases, Mike? Um, Necromancer. I know we've been talking about them the whole night, but they're releasing a breakfast stout. I think this week and a Schwartz beer, either this week or next week. Uh, I love a Schwartz beer. Yes. And they're also having like a little Halloween get together on the 29th. I'm hoping to make it there. I have to work that night, but I'm hoping to make it there after. Um, and I'd be remiss to not plug Monday's brewing first anniversary Halloween weekend. No way. 29th, 30th and 31st. I will be pouring beers all day on the 30th, so that's when I would recommend people come out. What are the hours? What what are your hours? Because I do work that Saturday, but... um. Uh, Friday, 4 to 10. Saturday, 2 to 10. Sunday, 2 to 8. Okay. There'll be a food truck. Hibachi Lou will be there Friday. There's a barbecue truck there Saturday. Forget which one. Is it Stunt Pig? No, I mean, it's it's one that's not as well known, but... Oh, okay. I'm sure, their food's great. <laughs> I mean, um, you don't get into the food truck industry with shitty food. I'll say that. Exactly. And um, Mondays put their Rebellious Rye IPA into a Liberty Pole bourbon barrel five months ago. And that'll be released oh. that weekend. Now that, that to me sounds like a great time. Um, I have not had many barrel aged IPAs. Yeah. Uh, that's that seems wild, but I don't. We have no idea how it's going to turn out. We hope it's going to turn out great. I would imagine if I if I know Sam at all, and I feel like I do just from the interactions that I've had with him. Uh, mm-hmm. I don't think that he would serve a bad beer, but I also don't think that I, I. I feel like that's that's one of those like learning curve type of things. Like if you if you try it and it doesn't work don't give up on it. Yeah. Uh, so if it, if it's one of those things where he's like, 
maybe maybe it's not the best or whatever. Like, don't don't give up on that because I I feel like there's a, and I, I I'm probably like making brewers cringe when I say this, but I feel like there could be a market for barrel aged IPAs. Or yeah. like, or like barrel variants of IPAs or something like, you know, you know what I mean? Like it's obviously it's not a style that's really conducive to aging, but mm-hmm. if you have some development or if you have some kind of like uh post, you know, fermentation, like that kind of thing can be okay. Sure. Um, look at uh 120 minute from dogfish, right? Like you can mm-hmm. let that sit for 10 years and still crack it open and be super happy with it. That's that's exciting though. Uh, congrats to Mondays for their one year anniversary, and I hope they stick around. Um, on a sad note, I, I feel like I'd be remiss if I didn't talk about this this week. Uh, but on October thirty first, Halloween, uh, Fury is closing their doors for good, which sucks. Hopefully, that just means that maybe they're getting you know, going on to bigger and better things and they're just moving on from that business or whatever. But to see somebody close and somebody who's been around for a couple of years and has, has done some stuff, we've been out there a couple of times and it just, it it always hurts to see somebody close up shop. Right. And maybe it's (laughs) voluntary. Maybe they're just doing it because of COVID and whatnot. But at the end of the day, uh, Fury made some kick-ass beers and, they uh, they really did uh, a good job of bringing that area into the fold, right? Because they they spawned people like Yellow Bridge and yeah, for sure. Um, they were they were kind of in in that same like loop as like Helltown and um, who's the other one out that way? All Saints is it? Uh, yeah, they're in Greensburg. Yeah, yeah. So uh, I mean that area I think is is a great. You could do a good loop out there. Right. And really hit like some, some interesting places and sure. to see that fury is no longer going to be a part of that is, is kind of shitty. Um, yeah. but hopefully all the best for them and, and they're still, you know, still going to find work in the industry or, or maybe just, you know, switch gears completely and go somewhere else. But, uh, yeah, if you have a fury beer, raise it to them or stop out and pick up some to go beers, like make their last month a, a good one. There's a couple weeks left. Otherwise, uh, I guess at this point, Mike, I think we're uh, about ready to wrap up. I don't know um, anything else that I can think of other than uh, I'm going to go ahead and shout out. If you're looking for some hot beer merch and uh, you want to save some coin, right? Use our code, the weekly recap, all one word, all lowercase, no dash, the weekly recap in the fuel by hops shop. Okay. It's shop.fueledbyhops.com. And uh, you will get Mike's sick shirt that he's wearing right now. Tell us about it, Mike, for the for the visual medium. <laughs> yeah, podcasts, which is uh, famously visual medium. <laughs> Trying to fill in Alex's role here. I'm wearing my Cheers Yin shirt currently. I don't know if that's still in the store, but I think maybe it is. <laughs> if not, they have all kinds of great merch, and you can get a uh, hundred dollars worth of merch for $80. Yep. And get free shipping. 20% off. You'd be stupid not to do it. Yeah. It's the weekly recap in the promo code box. No dashes or spaces. If you spend $80, you get free shipping. And you get a hundred dollars worth of stuff. Right. Exactly. So go ahead. Find your, find your hundred dollars worth of stuff. 
pay 80 bucks for it and get it shipped for free right to your door. I don't know how, how much easier I can make this for you. But anyway, uh, we love Ryan from Fueled by Hops. Uh, congrats to them. Uh, they're expecting soon here, um, which is still crazy because he's putting on a beer fest. Uh, so we're going to have Ryan back on uh, eventually here. We actually have been talking the past couple of weeks, and uh, it's something that needs to happen. Their podcast is kind of on a little bit of a hiatus. They, they have been recording, so definitely keep an ear out for the Fueled by podcast. Um, but as it stands tonight, Mike, I'm going to raise a glass to you. Uh, oh, what are you drinking now? Oh, I'm drinking the Nobody's Robot from Dancing Gnome. Oh, that Out is my anniversary glass. That might be my favorite beer that they make. Oh, we forgot to talk about Halloween. That's okay. Damn it. <laughs> Uh, we yeah we we definitely like skipped over a bunch of topics that we thought we were going to talk about (laughs) well when nick has like a 30 minute rant in the middle of the episode there's really not time for fun stuff so (laughs) i'm just gonna do it anyways there's a so there's been a hearse parked on my block and it's really fucking weird oh no 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 save this for the (laughs) save this for the bonus episode okay all right guys we're gonna raise a glass here it is now uh, episode 155. Oh, I'm sorry. This is episode 156. E- episode 155 is last week. We are signing off. Uh, tune into the bonus episode. We're going to run for maybe 30 minutes or so um, th- to talk about all the shit that we didn't get to on this podcast. Uh, Mike, thank you again for coming on. It's always a pleasure. We have a great time with you. Some of your uh, antics, your, your episode before was pretty high listens, not quite 1,200 but sort of almost there. Um, wow. That was, so I looked at the, after you sent that Instagram post, I looked at the total number of listens for every episode. And the number one that came out on top was the new Ken episode. Okay. Uh, with Phil. And that was a great time, but I got to say like 900 of those listens were from like Europe. <laughs> so <laughs> I don't know if well, that you're counts. Big in, you're big in Europe. I know we are. We are. Uh, that's uh, oh shit. There's a reference there somewhere, but it's uh, uh, we're big in Japan, right? <laughs> so anyway, um, we are the weekly recap. I am going to keep this content train rolling. I'm going to make sure that I have up episodes up every week for you guys with different guests until we find a permanent substitute for Alex, which is going to be tough to do because that's big shoes to fill. But Mike, you made a valiant attempt. Your, uh, your effort will be recognized. I'm going to raise a glass now and cheers. Cheers. <laughs>